They said getting started was the hardest part, but no one told you how hard it is to scale a custom service business. It's time for your team to step up, but your clients want you. Discover how to scale to seven figures and beyond by freeing up time and getting your team to run whole parts of the company so you can focus on scaling profits. This is the Hands Off CEO with Mandy Ellefson. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Hands Off CEO podcast. I am your host, Mandy Ellefson. How much could you grow if you could guarantee results for your clients? I want you to think about that. That is what we're going to be talking about today in this episode. And what I see in the industry with custom high ticket services, especially in the B2B space, is that there are a lot of well-meaning and some are downright dishonest, but most of them are well-meaning service providers who are screwing their clients over. And, you know, one and done because that's the only way they know how to do it. Some clients get fantastic results. Some don't. And the ones that are getting the fantastic results, these are the ones that they are marketing and saying, we can do this for you. But what I'm noticing is that the more ethical providers are also the ones who tend to be a little bit less forward about the kind of results that they can provide. They're really nervous. I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. So what's happening is that a lot of the work is going to these providers who really are not doing a very good job and they're creating these one and done type of experiences. And what happens is you end up with some of the duns, right? Some of the people who have already been burned in the market and you have a lot harder job making your case that you can really help them. So what this means is that it really holds back the impact that you can make personally. And it is preventing you from helping more people who you could really transform their business. So if this is you today, I'm going to show you how to work around this with integrity and how to stand out from the crowd and zig while everyone else is zagging. But ultimately, not just how to sound better, but boldly how to be better. And that way you'll show up different because you are different. So one of the first things I want to talk about around this is websites. My goodness. So very often, websites all look the same. You look in an industry and they all look the same. It's like one person started and everybody's just copying it. And it's like you're designing your website to appeal to your competitors or to win some kind of industry award. And I see this quite rampant in the marketing world, in the marketing agency world. And there's kind of two different categories. There's like the lower end agencies that are charging under $2,000 a month usually. And then there are the higher end agencies that maybe their projects are 50,000 to a million dollars a year. I mean, that's a really, really big range, but there's a distinctly different field that they're playing in, I've noticed. But the websites kind of look different based on which camp you're in. And I can tell right away, just looking at a website in a matter of a few seconds, which camp that they are in. And by the way, your prospective clients that are looking at your website can also tell that. They don't even know why, but they can kind of tell that. So what is driving this is a fear of being different and a fear of standing out 
and maybe even some deep-rooted fear of some criticism that you're going to step out of line. And I remember when I had a web design company some years ago, I felt the same way. I didn't want my competitors to look at me and say I was like kind of poo-poo me. And I was afraid that people wouldn't take me seriously if I didn't look like other people. And I wanted to look different, but the same, right? And I wouldn't exactly even admit this, but it's something that I've noticed now looking back years ago. But the biggest problem that I see in the websites, it's not even all about it just looking the same. When I say looking the same, I'm not just talking about the graphics are the same, the typography, the logo and the colors and all that. I'm not actually talking about the visual design of it because you can actually make a website that's ugly and have it convert better than one that's, that like has really slick design. This was hard for me to admit at one point, me being used to being like a graphic designer. But here's the thing is good copy will beat good design any day of the week. But when you have good design and good copy together, then man, that's fantastic. But here's the thing that is missing from most websites that is making you look like everyone else. This is across the board, not just with marketing companies, but this is across the board with services. You talk about your expertise and you talk about this is the solution we provide. And these are the steps in our solution. And we are the very best SEO provider you can find. That's just an example. And unless you have a prospect that is specifically looking for SEO, then you're going to miss out on a lot of business from people that you could generally help maybe double their business. Maybe the end outcome is that. So instead of looking at and talking about your service and the steps in your service, stop talking about that. They don't care about how you do your work until they understand that you get their problem. So what you really want to be shifting to is shifting away from talking about you, talking about the steps that you take and all that, and start talking about their problems, their specific problems, like getting inside of their head and actually communicating to them that you get them, that you get the kind of challenges that are keeping them up at night. And then you can talk about the solution to those problems. But only after you've actually talked about those problems, do they care about the solution that you have for them. So now that I've talked about the websites all looking the same, let me just say, just knock it off, <laughs> be different, be bold, and don't afraid to make a big claim. Now, here's the thing is that a lot of people are afraid to make big claims and it's out of a place of integrity and I can really appreciate that. But you are competing against people who are willing to make claims who suck. And those people who suck can win business over you. Now, what if you were making claims that you could actually back up? And what I'm hearing is this holding providers back from boldly saying, this is what we do for our clients, is this fear that, well, we can't do this for every client. And that's true. You can't. Now, here's the thing is that Maybe you shouldn't actually be working with those type of clients that you can't create that type of result for. What if the only kind of clients you worked for, that you lurked, worked with, looked like the top 20% of the clients who get the very best results? So what if you only worked with those type of clients? Now, when we shift this, when we start shifting the conversations to this, now we realize that this is actually a sales problem. <laughs> this is actually a marketing and sales problem. And if you have enough leads coming in that are the nice, ideal leads there of the top 20% that you know you can get these really big, fantastic results for, then you can say no to everyone else 
and you fill your business only with the ones that you could buy the biggest results for. So what this does for you is, first of all, if you know that you're only working with these type of businesses, it makes marketing a lot easier because then what you're doing is instead of saying, you know, we do search engine optimization and we do keyword research and we do content marketing and social media marketing, I'm just using an example um, <laughs> that I'm seeing a lot. But instead of saying that and trying to pull in clients that way and say, we're really, really the best providers in the industry who does this. Here's our, a real live example. We find the million dollars hiding in your business that's already there. I probably misquoted that a little bit, but that's one of the value propositions that one of our clients use. You can approach it as, you know, this is not for everybody. Maybe it's for you. Maybe we should have a conversation about it. Would you be interested in that? And if you have the potential of adding a million dollars to someone's business and you have some examples of how you've done that in the past, that's a conversation that a lot of your prospects are going to want to have. And then it's a matter of you just qualifying if you can help them or not. And at that point, sales becomes very easy. But you have to have that hook that comes from really looking at what you can actually provide for your clients. Now, how do you actually do that? So let's take a look at this. So in order for you to really provide these bigger outcomes, you're going to need to really focus in. Now, I talk about this more in a previous episode. I believe it was the biggest mistakes that scaling to a million dollars and beyond. And I do a lot deeper dive on this, but what you want to be doing is solving one problem for one potential type of client and in one customized solution. So one problem, one client, one customized solution. Now, this is going to push you a little bit. And you might say right now, well, you know what? I don't know if we're ready to specialize. And maybe you're not ready. The companies that are pretty early on in their growth might not be ready to actually do this. The kind of clients that I work with and that find this the easiest is when they already have a good body of work to draw on and to see, okay, these are the industries we're getting the most results for. And then we might be drawing some similarities and realize, oh, we tend to do better with the B2C space. And we tend to do better when they have high volume of leads needed. And, you know, just looking at the criteria and really understanding what a good project looks like, one that they know they can win at. That's one way to look at that. But then to also be looking at the top 20% of your clients and understanding what did they have to have in place to be successful? And why did it work so well? What support did they have on their team? And how can we re-engineer this so that we can recreate this for every client? And that's when you're looking at coming back to the qualifying. And when you're selling, it's really about quantifying and qualifying, quantifying just how much value you can provide for them. And if it's a right fit, if you actually can provide that value and qualifying, if they have the things in place for you to provide the maximum value for them. Now, if they don't move on, only work with the type of clients that you can provide the maximum amount of value for. This is what's going to allow you to double, triple, quadruple, 10x your fees. I've seen this happen for my clients where they stop going after all these different kinds of clients and really narrow in on one type of problem they can solve. And they might solve in a number of ways, but depending on the level of the business where they're at, like my multiple seven-figure clients, they might have a few more services to provide a really robust experience where they're doing these multiple six-figure type of projects for clients, but they still have a very similar focus. 
they're focusing on one problem that they're solving. And what that does is it allows their marketing to be so much more focused. It allows us to build out a framework for their team to actually be running the services without them, which is so important because you cannot scale. You cannot scale your services if it's completely dependent on you as the owner. Now, as you move along, you might be able to lessen that dependency. But what will happen is you're going to keep getting pulled back in if your services are too custom. Now, there's this balance between customizing and standardizing. So the standardizing is where a lot of the profit comes in, but it also decreases the value for clients. So what I find is like the real sweet spot is when you can customize based on a core set of problems that are in common. So it allows you to build more of a framework around things that are common, which is one of the reasons why I specialize with service-based businesses, B2B, service-based businesses, white collar, because the challenges are all very similar. And it allows me to build a proven framework that I know, rinse and repeat, it's going to work over and over again. And then I know which parts that I can come in and customize. So what it does for your clients is that it increases the likelihood that they're going to actually get results working with you. You might even be a little bit ballsy and actually guarantee it. And looking at what you could guarantee to lower the risk for your prospective clients so that it's easier for them to move forward. One of my favorite guarantees is 100% happiness guarantee. And that's not right for every business. It's not right for every step. But when I start new projects with clients, I give a 100% happiness guarantee for like this first date type of thing that we do. That way, if they want to move forward, there's no reason not to. Now, you got to be careful with that because you can also be attracting in people who are not very committed and that plan on using that guarantee because they didn't actually do the work. So there's some things that you can put in place to make sure that you're only working with clients that are hyper committed but it's just doing the right thing so that it makes it easier for them to move forward and work with you and just remove any of that resistance. You know, in conclusion, in order to guarantee your services, you need to look at what drives the value for your service. What really drives the value? And that might not be something you can answer in five minutes. It's probably going to be a process that you're thinking about over a while and really understanding what variables that your clients need to have in place for you to do your very best work. And when you only accept clients where you can do your very best work, your results will skyrocket and you will be able to continue to do better and better work and increase your fees and increase the profit in your business. And as you get more and more streamlined with what you're doing, then what will happen is that it will allow you to really empower your team to run whole parts of the business without you and do it in a way where profit increases as you're streamlining more and more of the business. So go out, conquer your industry niches. I can't wait to hear how it goes. If you have any comments, please reach out. I've had a number of people reach out telling me that the podcast has really changed their business. I just had one man reach out to me about a week ago saying that a new business model completely changed from the episode, The How Virus. So if you missed that, go back to it. And he discovered a plan that would basically add a couple hundred thousand dollars to his business next year. And I'm really excited. So if you have any of those like aha moments, I want to hear about it. Also, please leave 
us a rating and review in iTunes. It helps us get the word out. And I'm really passionate about helping thousands of service-based business owners run a hands-off business and have more success in their business and have more time freedom in their personal lives. And please help me do that because I don't have the bandwidth to help every person one-on-one, but I want this message to go out into the world. So please help me do that. And thank you so much for listening. This is Mandy Ellison, host of the Hands Off CEO podcast, signing off. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Hands Off CEO. Don't forget to download your free scalability roadmap, a checklist that will help you scale up your custom service business with what you have right now. Go to handsoffceo.com slash roadmap. That's handsoffceo.com slash roadmap.